No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome back to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we'll examine the laws the Lord gave for the burnt, grain, and sin offerings. All these elements point to Jesus Christ. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Leviticus chapter 6 on Simply the Bible. First, I would like to congratulate you. If you've made it this far in the study of Leviticus, then you've gone further than most. Most people reading through the entire Bible break down when they get to this book. But after today, we will be over one-fifth of the way through it. And if you've been tracking with us so far, then you know that Leviticus is a book about offerings. And the reason offerings were so important was that it was the only way to have fellowship with God. Sin separates man from God, and the sacrifices were how fellowship could be restored under the Old Covenant. Bulls, goats, blood, fat, fine flour, and frankincense may not mean much to us today, but these things were essential to the Old Covenant form of worship. They all pointed ultimately to Jesus Christ, who is the offering by which our fellowship with God is restored. Now, last time we looked at the trespass offering. These were for sins involving a violation against someone. As when you step on private property, despite the no trespassing sign, chapter 6 continues with examples of trespasses along with their required offerings. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, If a person sins and commits a trespass against the Lord by lying to his neighbor about what was delivered to him for safekeeping, or about a pledge, or about a robbery, or if he has extorted from his neighbor, or if he has found what was lost and lies concerning it and swears falsely, in any one of these things that a man may do in which he sins. God knows people well. So, some examples. Someone lends you their steer. You say that it ran away, when in reality it's in your freezer. Or you made a pledge to somebody, but failed to deliver. Or you took something that didn't belong to you. Or you extorted your employee by demanding the maximum out of them without paying them what they're worth. Or you found someone's lost wallet, made no effort to return it, and then lied about it. These are the kinds of trespasses that God is speaking about here. Then it shall be because he has sinned and is guilty that he shall restore what he has stolen or the thing which he has extorted, or what was delivered to him for safekeeping, or the lost thing which he found, or all that about which he has sworn falsely. He shall restore its full value, add one-fifth more to it, and give it to whomever it belongs on the day of his trespass offering. And he shall bring his trespass offering to the Lord, a ram without blemish from the flock, with your valuation as a trespass offering to the priest 
So the priest shall make atonement for him before the Lord, and he shall be forgiven for any one of these things that he may have done in which he trespasses. When you feel guilty about what you've done, then you must first make restitution to your neighbor. If you took his steer, then you give him another steer. If you found his wallet, then you give it back to him with everything that was in it and confess that you told a lie. But then you also add one-fifth to it to compensate for what you did and for the loss of time that your neighbor didn't have, whatever it was you took. This is reparation, or making things right. Now you put things right with your neighbor first before you bring your trespass offering to the Lord. Jesus talked about this principle in the Sermon on the Mount. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First, be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. If you reverse the order, then your offering won't be accepted. God will say, Why are you coming to me when you won't first humble yourself and put things right with your brother? Now, that's not always easy to do, is it? And yet, God requires that we put things right horizontally before we come to him vertically. Now, your trespass was against your brother, but it was also against the Lord because it was his law that you broke. So it was still necessary that you make things right with God by sacrificing a ram without blemish. And in addition, you had to add a valuation to it, probably a fine that was determined by the priest. Do you see how this would be a deterrent against committing trespasses? Of course, if the person had treated his neighbor the way that he would want to be treated to begin with, then he wouldn't have this problem and he would have one more ram in his flock. The good news was that if you did this, then you would be forgiven. You would know that you had done what you could do to make things right between man and God. There is something sadly lacking in Christianity today. When people sin, they often seek to worship God without first putting things right with their brother or sister. That's a lack of integrity. May God help us to put things right horizontally and vertically. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Command Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the law of the burnt offering. The burnt offering shall be on the hearth upon the altar all night until morning, and the fire of the altar shall be kept burning on it. And the priest shall put on his linen garment and his linen trousers he shall put on his body and take up the ashes of the burnt offering which the fire has consumed on the altar and he shall put them beside the altar. Then he shall take off his garments, put on other garments, and carry the ashes outside the camp to a clean place. And the fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it. It shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood on it every morning and lay the burnt offering in order on it. And he shall burn on it the fat of the peace offerings, a fire shall always be burning on the altar. It shall never go out. So we have more details on the burnt offering here. There would be a burnt offering every morning and every evening. 
And the one in the evening would continue to burn on the altar all night until there was nothing left. It was the priest's responsibility to make sure that the fire never went out. Now, we will see that God actually began the very first altar fire, and it never did go out, according to the Jews, until the Babylonian captivity. As the priest took care of the burnt offering, he'd be wearing his white linen garments, but then he would change these to take the ashes all the way outside the camp to a clean place where they would be dumped. The burnt offering speaks of Jesus giving his all on the cross, but it also points to us giving our all to the Lord. Verse 14, this is the law of the grain offering. The sons of Aaron shall offer it on the altar before the Lord. He shall take from it his handful of the fine flour of the grain offering with its oil and all the frankincense, which is on the grain offering and shall burn it on the altar for a sweet aroma, as a memorial to the Lord. And the remainder of it Aaron and his son shall eat with unleavened bread. It shall be eaten in a holy place. In the court of the tabernacle of meeting they shall eat it. It shall not be baked with leaven. I have given it as their portion of my offerings made by fire. It is most holy like the sin offering and the trespass offering. All the males among the children of Aaron may eat it. It shall be a statute forever in your generations concerning the offerings made by fire to the Lord. Everyone who touches them must be holy. So when someone would bring their grain offering, just one handful along with the frankincense would be offered to the Lord on the altar. The remainder could go to the priest and his sons and they would eat it in a holy place in the court of the tabernacle. But it could not be baked with leaven because leaven is always a symbol of sin in the scripture. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, This is the offering of Aaron and his sons, which they shall offer to the Lord beginning on the day when he is anointed, one-tenth of an ephah of fine flour as a daily grain offering, half of it in the morning and half of it at night. It shall be made in a pan with oil. When it is mixed, you shall bring it in. The baked pieces of the grain offering you shall offer for a sweet aroma to the Lord. The priest from among his sons who is anointed in his place shall offer it. It is a statute forever to the Lord. It shall be wholly burned. For every grain offering for the priest shall be wholly burned. It shall not be eaten. So along with the burnt offering in the morning and in the evening would be the grain offering. But they couldn't eat any portion of this. This all belonged to the Lord. Verse 24. Also the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and to his son, saying, This is the law of the sin offering. In the place where the burnt offering is killed, the sin offering shall be killed before the Lord. It is most holy. The priest who offers it for sin shall eat it. In a holy place it shall be eaten. In the court of the tabernacle of meeting. Everyone who touches its flesh must be holy. And when its blood is sprinkled on any garment, you shall wash that on which it was sprinkled in a holy place. But the earthen vessel in which it is boiled shall be broken. And if it is boiled in a bronze pot, it shall be both scoured and rinsed in water. All the males among the priests may eat it. It is most holy. 
but no sin offering from which any of the blood is brought into the tabernacle of meeting to make atonement in the holy place shall be eaten. It shall be burned in the fire. The idea here was that when the common people or even a ruler would bring forth their sin offering, a portion of that would go to the priest and they would put the meat in a pot and boil it and then take out a portion that they would eat. But they couldn't eat any of the sin offering that was for their sin. I believe this points to the fact that when it comes to atoning for our own sin, we have no part of that. Only the Lord can atone for our sin through his blood shed for us. No amount of our good works will ever atone for our sin. All five of these Levitical offerings, the burnt offering, grain offering, peace offering, sin offering, and trespass offering, were fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Therefore, we don't need them today. Our worship is through Jesus Christ. As it says in Hebrews 10, 14, for by one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Thank you, Jesus. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 10.30 at Pepperidge Elementary School in Boise. Also, to listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, go to their website at calvarytv.org. We'd really love to hear from you. You can also text WELCOME to 208-314-3377. That's 208-314-3377. Tomorrow we'll look at the laws the Lord gave Moses for the trespass and peace offerings. We hope you'll join us as we continue our study of Leviticus on Simply the Bible. 